Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hello and welcome to Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast, with a new episode released every single day. I'm Paul Stevenson, thanks as always for hitting play. Now today's big interview show is another Side 2 episode. It could have been a full-on big show, but uh, issues with my guest's battery meant it turned out to be a much quicker interview than anticipated. Uh, I've, got, I've got a little bit, um, my battery's a little bit down, I'm okay at the moment. Oh, we've got 11% or just about held out. <laughs> My guest has been the keyboard player in the brilliant, legendary British hard rock group Uriah Heep for more than 30 years. I'm talking about Mr. Phil Lanzon. The band themselves, Uriah Heep, have been around since the late 60s. They were at the forefront of the British hard rock movement, along with the likes of Deep Purple and Black Sabbath. And you can hear loads of stories about the band and that early hard rock scene from the late 60s, early 70s here in Britain in my full-length interview with the band's founder and ever-present member, guitarist Mick Box. That's on episode 23 of Vintage Rock Pod. I definitely recommend you scroll all the way back and give that one a listen. Anyway, Uriah Heep are back with their 25th studio album release. It's called Chaos and Colour. And I caught up with Phil to chat well, quickly, about his career, which has been a fascinating mix of things from glam rockers The Sweet to Uriah Heep to recording with Cats, and yes, I do mean the furry felines, through to this brand new album. So, although it is brief, it is a fascinating look at his career. Quickly first, though, a big thank you to everyone engaging with Full Album February. Had a lot of great comments about this so far. If you haven't seen it, it's on social media, basically. I put up a new album on the social media channels every single day. It's nominated by one of you guys, though, a listener. And the idea is to unearth some hidden gems, some albums that have been forgotten about or not remembered or discarded over time. And basically, we listen to a new one every day 
in the full order it's intended, and then we share our thoughts. I'm hoping to uncover these lost hidden gems. It's been a real mixed bag of styles, genres, and decades so far too. Now, one of the albums that elicited the biggest response was Big Country's The Buffalo Skinners. People seem to love that one and love the band as well. So, with the 30th anniversary of that album's release fast approaching, I messaged Big Country's Bruce Watson to set up an interview to talk about the record more in depth. And I'd love to put your questions to him too. Yes, you. So please let me know if you'd like to ask Bruce Watson, founding member and ever-present member of Big Country, a question. Message me on the socials. I'll be putting up posts, so just comment below those. Or you can email me, if that's easier for you, vintagerogpod at gmail.com, and I'll read out as many as I can. Don't be shy. Get in touch now with your questions, and I'll put them to Bruce. All the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. Or, as I said, email me, vintagerogpod at gmail.com, with your questions now. But back to today's big interview then. Please enjoy this chat with the brilliant Phil Lanzen from Uriah Heep. So thank you very much for joining us today then, Phil. Obviously, Uriah Heep have got a brand new album out. Very exciting news. Got to hear about all that. But uh, quickly, a little bit about your career first. Just a couple of questions. Um, interestingly, you were a part of The Suite. Now, how was that? How did that happen? And, and did you enjoy your time with the band? Yeah, all the way back in 84. I got a call from somebody in, in 1984 saying Andy needed a keyboard player for an Australian tour. And I happened to be free at the time because Grand Prix had finished and I was looking for something. And it was good. It was a coincidence. I went along and had a great time. We, we, we co-wrote some songs and we toured. Big tours of Australia down there. It was, it was wonderful. I had a great time. Um, and then uh, it, it sort of started to fold after about a year or two. And uh, the year I hit gig came up and that was how I and when I joined them 1986 I think it was Crikey long time ago so how did that come about then how did how did you get the call from Uriah Heap um, it was um, it was the sound engineer the sound engineer at the time and and Bernie was involved or had, had met Mick and they were sort of uh, having little chats and things were going on and that was working out quite well and then um, he needed a keyboard player and Bernie and Howard, the sound guy, recommended me, and that's how that happened. Fantastic. And obviously you've been working with Mick now for, well, 30-odd years. And um, talk to us about him then. I've interviewed him. Um, he's, uh, he's he's a legend. The fans know him as a legend. He's, he's always bright and bubbly and friendly. I mean, what was he like uh, as a person? Oh, well, he's a person. <laughs> hope so. <laughs> no, we have a great working relationship so and that's really why um we have hung around this long that's otherwise it wouldn't it wouldn't have lasted this long i don't think or you know we, we wouldn't have we would have to work together or be able to work together for it to continue and it luckily it's worked that way absolutely and what's he like in the studio what's he like to create music with same as any musician really i mean uh, one that you can one that you can work with you know um Marvellous. <laughs> That's good to hear. It's good to hear. Uh, and just quickly, something else as well. I think it was 1987, I think it was, when you went over to the Soviet Union. You were the first Western yeah. band to play yeah. over there. What were your memories of that? Because I think you did 10 dates, didn't you, in a row? Well, we did 10 dates in the Moscow uh, Arena, um, the Olympiski, and it was like being on the moon, basically. Um, you know, it was out of this world. It was some somewhere where we'd never been before. It was midwinter. Um, and it was in the Olympic Stadium. And, and I think the sad thing about it really is the fact that the audience wasn't allowed within 30 metres of the stage. So you can imagine that distance um, c- 
communicating was was really hard. But we did manage it because the guys used to go out during one of the solos and run towards run across no man's land <laughs> to, to the first row of of soldiers with their weapons and uh, get that close to, to you know that was just a totally different experience. And what was it like being greeted as as a Western band over there? Well, it's incredible. I mean, every night. Every night when I started July morning, for example, you know, the place would just erupt. And I, I wasn't used to that. I, I mean, I was expecting something different, but I wasn't used to You know, I looked up and went, oh, hang on a minute. You know, this, this is crazy. But uh, it was like that every night, obviously. And, um, yeah, we did uh, – <laughs> we had press conferences out there and we tried to get the 30 metres closed up and they wouldn't have it. Um, the KGB were pretty stiff and all that sort of thing, but those that was in those days. But we did manage to get with all, with all our pushing and and convincing, we did manage to get one show where they were all allowed to come down to the front. It was a matinee show, just just for once. All the rest of the nights had to be normal, but this one time they allowed the kids to come down. It was a seriously. A very moving event, you know, really. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. And you weren't offered to be paid in any bizarre way. I spoke to Tony Martin from Black Sabbath, who, who said they were offered uh, payment in tractors, and they turned it down. They wanted the money. Well, I would have loved a tractor, to be honest. I've got room, I've got room for one or two in my backyard. <laughs> Fantastic. And on the, uh, you obviously got a farm there. And, and on the animals uh, topic, um, is it true that you recorded an album with cat noises back in the 90s? Is that true? I did, yes. It was uh, being a friend of mine, another keyboard player, Attila, uh, Ian Marshall's his name, and a very good keyboard player, very innovative. And it came up from a very small record company who made the suggestion. And of course, we laughed and said, well, hang on a minute, <laughs> what, are you, what are you on about here? But um, there had been, at the time, I don't, know, I don't know who it was, somebody had put out a joke song cover using cats before this and and i don't know what it was i can't even remember to this day don't suppose it matters it's not that important but we thought well it's a novelty give us something to do for a couple of weeks so we did <laughs> but it was a lot of fun <laughs> meow that's what i call music people will laugh when they hear bohemian rhapsody <laughs> absolutely check it out definitely and from the uh, ridiculous to the sublime then Uriah Heep are exciting fans again your new album Chaos and Colour it's out now it's the band's 25th studio album the artwork looks fantastic the music and the mix is tremendous silly question but I bet you're delighted with how it's turned out well actually I am um, I said to, to many other interviewers but it's, I think mix a bit like me we um, once we've recorded an album it's mastered and finished we don't listen to it again for some time, and that's exactly what we've done. So in recent weeks, I've actually been picking up the odd track and just, just as a reference point. And what I've heard, is I'm completely impressed by. So yes, is the answer. Great album. <laughs> uh, the album title itself, it's not a song title, is it? Where did the name come from? I don't know. Um, I think Mick came up with it. Oh, he, he concocted it out somewhere, and um, that's it. Top, like Shakespeare says. What's in a name? What's in a name? Chaos and colour indeed. Now tell us about the recording process then. Was this, um, we obviously clearly no strangers to the studio, was this an in-person thing or was there files flying around the internet? Totally flying around the internet because it was COVID. Ah, okay. So everything that we wrote was was done on screen, which was the first time. Um, but 
you know, the result the result was good. So, you know, regardless of the process, it, it turned out great. Absolutely. And how did you find that then, working uh, remotely rather than in, in each other's company? It was odd to start with, but it, it quickly came together because it was also a lot more instant in some ways because obviously you're on screen, you, you send out a message, it's all instantly got. Another message comes back, it's instantly got and you rectify there. Whereas if we're in the room together, you might ponder for half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> look out the window at the sun, you know, look at the sea and all that, you know. <laughs> so this album's obviously out now. It's it's available in loads of different versions as well. There's a black vinyl, a lime vinyl, a, tur- a, lime vinyl, a turquoise vinyl, deluxe CD, hardcover book, and chaos colour patch, and obviously the digital and streaming as well. So every sort of way you could think of, you can get all of it, can't you? Well, I'd like to order the turquoise one myself. <laughs> <laughs> put, put one aside for me, will you? <laughs> I'll see what I can do, Phil. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> so what's the plans for the rest of 2023 then? Well, we've got a quiet moment of a few months now. Um, as with certain territories, we couldn't work because of the war. So um, we've got festival. We've got festivals planned and, and probably a tour from September on to promote the album. So it's all promoting the album by radio interview and TV and and appearances all through the year fantastic stuff well it's been a pleasure chatting with you phil and i hope you can go and charge your phone now i'll have to cheers mate bye-bye And a big thanks to Mr. Phil Lanzen there. Interesting fella, I'm sure you'll agree. Chaos and Colour is Uriah Heep's new album, their 25th studio album across a half-century-long career. It's out now. It's a a big rocking album which bursts out the blocks with the opening track Save Me Tonight, which is excellent. Now, if you like your classic rock, then definitely do check it out and get your hands on a copy now. Even the cover looks fantastic. Now, a big thank you for listening to today's big interview show. I've got so many other great interviews already recorded and lined up for you over the coming weeks that I'm excited for you to hear, which, of course, includes a chat with big country guitarist Bruce Watson. So get your questions in for him now. Email me, vintagerockpod at gmail.com or message me on the social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Just search for Vintage Rock Pod. So huge thanks for listening today and for your support on social media and everywhere else. The podcast is growing in leaps and bounds and the YouTube channel as well is just growing more than I ever expected. Year on year stats are through the roof and it is amazing to see this community growing. Thank you so much. So all that's left to say is if you know someone that doesn't like classic rock, then just tell them, well, my music is better than yours. Take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com 
Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 